0: Baruch him, my boy. Welcome, everybody, to our weekly halacha podcast. I'd like to talk a little bit today about some of the mitzvahs associated with the holiday of Sukkot. Sukkahs, sukkahs B'Azl will be in, in a few weeks. And we you know the Torah tells us the mitzvah, basukah, teshu, shiva, shi'ameh. You're supposed to sit in the sukkah, live in the sukkah for the duration of the seven days of the holiday, outside of Israel, for eight days. Now, sukkah is a little bit unique amongst the mitzvahs, Torah tells us quite clearly, that we sit in the sukkah in order that your generations should know that I set you, that I gave you sukkahs when you left mitzvah. There's two different opinions in the Gomorrah, what that refers to. Some say it refers to sukkahs mamish that when the Jewish people left Egypt, they built little huts for themselves that they would live in during the 40 years in the desert. And un- although they're under the under, under the elements and they're very temporary dwellings, Hashem was with them and they were safe. They were they were they were safe and secure. The other opinion says it refers to the Ananiah covered, the cloud of glory that followed the Jewish people in the desert and surrounded them on all sides, like a like a like a home, like a house, so to say. But whatever it is, the mitzvah sukkah reminds us of these. And toward the man we're supposed to know. From which we understand that even though other mitzvahs, we may not necessarily have to think about them, why we're doing the mitzvah, or we're doing the mitzvah, here the Torah tells us that a person is obligated to think in the sukkah why he's sitting in the sukkah. He's First of all, it's reminding us of the exodus from Egypt. It also reminds us of the sukkahs in which, which the Jewish people sat when they left mitzvah. So, a person, before sitting in the sukkah, a person should preferably even speak it out, but if not least, have in mind why he's sitting in the sukkah. B'dayavid, express fact facto, if a person did not have this in mind though, he still fulfills his obligation. The Lacha says that in Eru's sukkahs, after chatzos, after noon, a person should not eat a meal, or much, much of a meal, in order to be able to eat at night with an appetite. Now, this refers generally to a meal, little snacks, something like that, would be permissible. But we see the importance of eating the sukkah with the proper type of an appetite the word actually draws a parallel between the first night of sukkis and the first night of Pesach, as far as the obligation is concerned. Whereas the rest of sukkah, if a person doesn't want to eat bread, he has no obligation to sit in the sukkah. Although we'll see when a person eats Mazonas, cake or something like that, if he eats enough, he is obligated to sit in the sukkah. But if a person wants to eat something else, you know, drinks or, or meat or fish or fruit and vegetables, That may not necessarily require sitting in the sukkah. The first night, however, a person is obligated to eat bread in the sukkah. There's a chiyav to eat the first night in the sukkah, at least a kazayas, preferably a kibetzah, the size of an egg, but but at least the size of an olive of of bread in the sukkah. Even if a person is not hungry, he still has an obligation to eat that bread in the sukkah, and if you want to try to build up an appetite, so that he should eat it with an appetite to fulfill the mitzvah properly. Because the obligation the first night of sukkahs, so again, the rest of sukkahs, if he doesn't want to eat bread, he's putter from the sukkah, he doesn't have to sit in the sukkah. But the first night he is obligated to eat sukkah in the sukkah, so the, Torah, the halachas is actually more stringent than it is the rest of the days regarding rain. Usually if it rains during sukkahs, the person is exempt from sitting in the sukkah because of the principle called mitztair, a person that's in un- uncomfortable, although we don't find discomfort and exemption from other mitzvahs, but since by sukkah it says, "Excuse me, Basukah Sashafdi is supposed to uh, that Shivas is supposed to dwell in the Sukkah." So just like a person dwells in your home during Sukkah, is supposed to dwell in the Sukkah. And if a person was suffer from discomfort in the home, it's very possible to leave the home, you go someplace else. So same thing regarding the Sukkah. When it comes to the Sukkah too, if he's uncomfortable, he can leave the Sukkah. The first night, however, we are more stringent. The first night, even if it's raining a person is obligated to sit in the sukkah. Now again, there's a question whether there's an exemption of mitzvah the first night or not. So therefore, the lacha dictates that if it's raining, a private person should wait an hour or two to see if the rain stops. But if it does not, then he should go into the sukkah and make kiddush in the sukkah and make hamotzi also and make take a piece of bread. He would not see the bracha leishe sukkah, the bracha which is normally said before eating food in the sukkah, the reason being, because he may be exempt, so would, would be a bracha in, in vain in that case. But just to be able, in the event that the, there is no exemption of mitzvah, at least he's made kiddush and eaten a piece of bread in the sukkah. The rest of the meal he can then eat in the house. If at any point it stops raining the first night, before he goes to sleep, the lachas is supposed to go back into the sukkah, make, make mozi again, leishib basukah this time, and eat another kazayis of bread. That way, he finds himself covered completely. Once a person goes to sleep, Mishdubu rules, he's not obligated to wake up, even if it stops raining in the middle of the night. If he goes to sleep in the house, he's not obligated to wake up and sit in the sukkah. He can rely on the fact that he ate that kazais of, of kazais in the sukkah itself already. Now, the Gemara tells us also that a person that uh, the, the We mentioned before that we compare the first night of Sukkos to the first night of Pesach. It means to say, just like in Pesach, when a person eats the matzah, he's obligated to eat the kezayis, the olive of matzah, without any interruptions at all. He makes the brocha and right away puts the matzah into his mouth and should not speak at all until he finishes eating the first kezayis, the the olive size of matzah. The same thing goes to as far as the sukkah. Whereas normally by a meal, after you make the mozah, you take a bite of the bread but you can still talk after taking a little bite. First night of sukkah, the person should not make any interruptions or speak once he, puts, once he makes the bracha on the bread till after he finishes the size of a gezai, size of an aleph. That's again because we compare it to the first night of, of sukkah too. Now the rest of the week of sukkah, if it rains, a person is not obligated to sit in the sukkah and if he can start a meal in the house, even if it stops raining in the middle of the meal, he's allowed to continue eating in the house. Again, the idea being a mitzvah of discomfort is an exemption. So since when he started eating the meal, it was exempt from discomfort, to go out in the middle of the meal to the sukkah would be further uncomfortable. Therefore, that's not required, as opposed to the first night, though. The first night, that would not necessarily be the case. When a person makes the kiddush and the sukkah, so the first night coming practice is to make kiddush, and then to say the the bracha on the sukkah, and afterwards to say the bracha of Shekhiyanu. Now the reason for this is because the Yanu goes on both the mitzvah of the sukkah, the mitzvah of the sitting of the sukkah, and on the yom itself too. However, the second at of sukkah, so there are different opinions, different customs. Some people say the Kiddush, and then the Shechiyonu, and then the Leshev basukah. Because the second night, the kiddush only goes in the day. does not go in the sitting of the sukkah. Regarding the day, we tend to be stringent. Regarding the mitzvah, fulfillment of the mitzvah, we we'll only make the Shekhyonu once. And therefore, yeah, some people make the bracha, the Shekhyonu, before, before the kiddush. However, others, though, say the second night is no different than the first night. The von der would say the second night also, that a person first says the bracha, and afterwards he says the bracha of Shekhyonu. Have a good week, everybody. And God willing, we'll continue some of with us next week. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.